Hello and welcome to another episode of Practically Christian Podcast. Welcome. I wish there was something else there, but needless to say, needless needless to say, (laughs) we're excited to be with you again. Do not forget to head over to practicallychristianpodcast.com, the newly updated website where we carry our blogs and um, bios. You get to know us and most importantly, you can subscribe to be on our email list so that you never miss an update with Practically Christian. Because you don't want to miss a thing. And always, so don't forget to share share this page, or uh, this podcast, not Facebook. Nope. Um, whether it's on... Not a paste, but you can paste on, it on your Facebook though. Whether it's on Facebook or Instagram or wherever you are listening to podcast downloads at. Mm-hmm. Um, so today we are going to jump right in and talk about... Um, how the world is coming to an end and soon everything will be over with. It's the end of the world as we know it. Nope, we already did that one. I know. So we're trying out new formats here as we intro and exit. Um, I like it. So let us know what you think about it. I like it. I, I, I still like it. love how I just boom end the intro music. Yeah, there's no like you, you just it's just it's on and then it's off. But I will say with everything going on in the world uh, right now, mm-hmm. uh, one of the biggest questions I get asked as a pastor is do I believe that Jesus is coming back, that this is the end mm. of the world. Do you? Do you believe it's end of the world? I believe the world started ending as soon as it began, but I mean, that's ultimately what the plan is, right? Ultimately, yes. And and when I ask these people, like, why do you think this is the end of the world? Mm-hmm. Um, they no doubt start quoting different Scriptures, end time prophecies yep. and, and things like that. And, mm-hmm. And although I understand where they're coming from, um, my answer is always the same. Mm. Do I think this is the end of the world? I don't know. But Maranatha. Which means? Come, Lord, quickly. Yep. Um, do, I, do I necessarily spend a lot of time going, hey, this is lining up, this is lining up? No, I don't. Um, and, and we're going to get into that a little bit. Um, but regardless... Um, We look at Matthew 24 and Jesus says that no man knows the time nor the hour, not even the son, but only the father. Um, So, so basically I don't need to guess, is this the end? Um, And really, if you look throughout history, there's been a lot of times people have guessed. Right. We even watched, and I'm sorry, I, I don't mean to sidetrack, but we watched a parks and rec where the world was coming to an end. <laughs> and if you head over to practicallychristian.com, practicallychristianpodcast.com, um, you can actually win. Oh, well, that part's not up yet. Keep checking it because it's coming up. Anyway, <laughs> um, well, I mean, if you look at the, the early church, I mean, most of the early church um, thought Nero Mm-hmm. was the Antichrist, and, and that was the end of the world. Right. You know, some 30 years after Jesus was killed. Um, 
I mean, he used to block Christians from buying food and, and right. would take their houses and uh, really, really, really persecuted um, to the point where he would impale Christians and then light their bodies on fire oh, to uh, light his gardens mm-hmm. at night. Um, so, so most people thought it was the end of the world and, and Jesus was coming back. Right. Um, and yet here we are still some 2000 years later, mm-hmm. um, asking the same question. I mean, it, just look throughout history. People have thought, you know, people like Napoleon and Alexander the Great and even Hitler were, um, were the antichrist and, and thus ushering in the end of days. I mean, mm-hmm. if you go back to, um, the Cold War, you know, during the 80s, you know, a lot of people were, were thinking, oh, nuclear, um, nuclear war is upon us. And this is, this is it. This is the end. Like, we're right. not going to be here anymore. Um, if you were, if you are, you know, one of those Christians and you remember a couple of years ago, John Hagee talking about the blood moons and now here we are with the end of the world again upon us. Um, and, and, you know, I just look this up real quick. And of course it says page not found, um, <laughs> which kind of went through other prophecies or, or other people who were saying that, uh, that it was the end of the world and, and that, that's it, you know, we're done. So, I mean, think about, you about know, what? even if you hang on, let me, let me try something else here see if this will work. Um, but even if you think back, you know, with, with us and, and think back to, uh, 2012, Mm -hmm. like that was it, right? The Mayans had predicted, you know, the end of the world was coming and, and, you know, we're done. So, well, that's not going to open up. That stinks. But if you think back to 2012, I mean, you had the Mayans predicting the end of the world. You have, like, everybody, this is what we get wrapped up in. Is this the end of the world? Is this end times? You know, and, and, and the hard thing is, is, and we do this with a lot of different things, but what we do is now we start taking what we see and putting it into the Bible. Right. So, so there's two words we use here. So we have exegesis, which means coming out of. Mm-hmm. And then we have ingesesis, which means putting into. Oh, into right. um, okay. So like when we exegete scripture, when we read through the Bible, what we're doing is, is we're, we're sitting here going, okay, what is the original author's intent in writing this? Um, you know, take verses like Jeremiah 29, 11. Right. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the war, uh, Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Now, when Jeremiah is writing this, we have to take into account he is writing to Israel that is about to go into captivity in slavery and bondage for 70 years. So for all of us that have that verse and, and we're like, oh, God is just trying to prosper us. God mm-hmm. is just trying to bless us. Right. That is not the context that verse is written in. Mm-hmm. And therefore, it is not what we call a prescriptive verse it is a descriptive verse it it is written so it's explaining something yes it's written written (laughs) man i'm having a heck of a time talking you saw me texting you earlier i couldn't (laughs) say anything the right way um it's written to describe an event that is going to happen not 
this is a piece of scripture. So like, if you look at John three sixteen, you know, for God so loved the world and gave his only begotten son and that whosoever believes in him mm-hmm. shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Right. That is a prescriptive verse. If any of you guys are going to believe in Jesus, mm-hmm. that he is who he claimed to be and did what he claimed to do, you will have everlasting life. Mm-hmm. We have to understand that as we are reading through scripture. Because what winds up happening is we take events that are going on in our own life and we start pushing that into what scripture is saying. So making it, molding it to what we see it or want it to be rather rather than what it actually is. Yes, because like, and and you had just talked about texting me a little bit ago. Mm -hmm. So like, even if we were to look at text messages, Mm -hmm. um, when you write a text message, you have a a particular meaning that you are trying to convey. Right. Like, you know what the meaning behind what you're writing is. Um, as the receiver of that text message, I have to receive it. I have to read it. I have to understand the context that it's in. Like if this is the middle of a conversation or is this the beginning of a conversation or is this the end of a conversation? Mm-hmm. And then I have to encode it and go, okay, this is what Debbie means. Right. It's like saying, I love you or I love, okay. I can say, I love cheeseburgers. I can also say, I love my wife. And as much as I may love to eat, I don't love cheeseburgers the way that I love Debbie. Right. Okay. So thank thank you. (laughs) So this is why it's so hard with text message, especially or emails or anything like that to effectively communicate. Um, because there, there is a little bit that, that is open for interpretation on the other side, mm-hmm. even though the original author had a very particular... Right, a specific message. Message. Mm-hmm. So, so when we read through scripture, that is the first thing we have to do. We have to pull out what is the original author's intent, and then how did it apply to the original audience? Mm-hmm. Um, before we get to a point where we can start pulling out and going, oh, this is, you know, this is the truths for today, because there are eternal truths in scripture, right? all of it. Um, but before we can start pulling out, okay, these are principles for us today, we have to understand that particular passage in that context. Right. Otherwise, you're going to pull out, like like we discussed with Jeremiah 29, 11, that God only means to prosper me. Well, I think of um, the, the love is patient, love is kind. Uh, what is that? First, First Corinthians. Corinthians 13. Right. So the context that was written in, and then, I mean, we even used it for our marriage when we got married, you know, our wedding, we got married. But knowing that in context, the writer, Paul, was writing it to the church at Corinth, not because everything was going well, and he was so excited to share what love was but because they were doing awful things, wrong things, and he was sending them a letter of correction, but it's so often taken out of context and used in places that it shouldn't be used. Right. So that's another way that things are taken out of context when they're supposed to be one thing, but then you turn them into something else. Right. And and so with all these failed predictions of this is it, this is the end, I mean... There have literally been people who have sold off everything they own Mm -hmm. because they were so convinced that it was the end of time. Yep. Um, You know, and and they went, I'm going to go out with a bang. Oh, I know another perfect example. Hmm. 
for all of you millennials out there, you remember Y2K. Yes. And we all remember mm-hmm. December 31st, 1999, like kissing your loved one mm-hmm. because this was it. The world was coming to an end because computers can't see a zero zero. <laughs> so, so there's that. So, but yet here we are, we, we've been predicting this and yet we are still persisting. The world is still turning and, and the what I believe is the wrong part is we're focusing on biblical prophecy in the wrong way. Right. See, again, if, if we look to Matthew 24, if we were to keep reading in Matthew 24, Jesus keeps going about the end times and, and he concludes in, in verses 43 and 44. You know, but he says, but know this, that if the master of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would have not let his house be broken into. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you also must be ready for the son of man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Mm -hmm. In other words, be ready. You know, and, and again, this is why my response to people that come up and go, hey, do you think this is the end time is... I don't know. Could it be? Sure. Could be. You know, and and I know there are plenty of people out there that would go, oh, well, you know, the Jerusalem, you know, the temple still needs to be rebuilt and we need to have this and we need to have that and we need to have this. And, you know, I'm a pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, pre-millennial, millennial, like post-millennial, like I, I get there's different, you know, eschatology out there and end time belief. Um, but really none of that matters. Are you ready? Like that in in itself is the key. Right. You know, it, I hate to quote Joe Dirt, but, <laughs> you know, is this where you want to be when Jesus comes back? Making Make fun, fun of little Joe old Joe Dirt, Dirt. <laughs> you know, and, and really we don't need to sit out here and look out the window and, and see when we can see the headlights coming, you know, so we can clean up before our parents get home. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, you know, if you don't get that analogy, you can, you can message me. We can talk about it a little more, but I remember like my parents go out of time. Hey, when the cat's away, the mice will play. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so, you know, you, you constantly would like look over and you're looking out the window and every time you would see headlights, you were like, Oh, got to clean up, got to clean, right? you know? And, and for some of us, that's how we're living life. Like we're sitting here going, Oh, we're moving to a cashless society. We're we're moving to the mark of the, the mask of the beast. Yep. Um, I've heard people say, you know, and and I go, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that to begin with. Um, second of all, I don't think you're reading the prophecies the correct the right, way to right, begin with. Right in context. And again, what you're doing is you're looking for the headlights. You're you're looking Well, the problem is the like even the word prophecy that is taken out of context. So they're taking out of context what they would use to dissect the prophecy. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, and and again, like none of us sit at work and only work when the boss is there. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because if you only work when the boss is there and the boss leaves, when the boss comes back, they'll know whether or not you were working. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's really what Jesus is trying to get through in Matthew 24 to the disciples. Right. You know, if you're only waiting for me to come back to start working. Right. I'm going to know when I come back whether or not you worked. Right. Like we can't on one hand go, God is omnipotent and knows 
everything or omniscient omniscient and knows everything mm-hmm. um but then go but i'm gonna fool him because i'm not gonna really work until it's getting closer for him to come back mm-hmm. then i'll really like jump in and and start doing my part because god's gonna be able to go mm. i mean second corinthians five ten. you know we must all appear before the judgment seat of christ right you know again god knows Absolutely. You know, so so should you live life, you know, going, hey, we're going to dig out a bunker and, you know, this is it. This is the end times. No, not at all. Here's the thing. If you're ready when Jesus returns. Then th- you're ready. Then I mean, there's right. Right. You know, I, it was the same thing. You know, we have a, a, a close friend of ours. When when all the lockdowns started happening with with the coronavirus, that was like, hey, man, I'm you know, I got some property. I got some mm-hmm. animals, some livestock, you know, granted, he lived at the time, you know, 1500 miles away and right. and was basically like, hey, lock it all down, sell all your stuff, move out Come here, move out here. Right. And and although I love nice, yeah, yeah, I love his heart yeah. with it. Um, it was it was it was done out of fear. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and sitting here going, this is it. This is the end. You know, again, we look at we have the presidential election coming up and, and depending on where you stand politically, you know, you're, you're sitting here going, this is it. This is the end. This is starting to usher in, you know, the one world government and the one world religion. And, mm-hmm. and we're all going to be one. And, you know, and, and on one hand, I get what you're saying. I, yeah, absolutely. I you mean, know, I, can, and, I can see where they're where they're thought process is coming from but again your your hope has to be found in more than just what's going on around you but i also sit here and go not only does our hope need to be found in more than what's going on around us Mm -hmm. um i also sit here and go again if i'm busy doing what i'm supposed to be doing what difference does it make right Mm -hmm. you know what does jesus call us to do glorify god make disciples right that make disciples absolutely you know so mm-hmm. so i go if god returns and that's what i'm doing mm-hmm. yeah, and, and again you know uh, this just kind of popped into my head why do you think that what you're doing when god comes back when jesus comes back is what he that's it that's what he's going to judge you on like like it's just going to be like a giant game of freeze tag jesus comes back everyone i got gotcha. you <laughs> right everyone gotcha. just like stops what they're doing and and just goes oh Oh man, you I'm caught not me! <laughs> like, to. you know, you you have a whole lifetime that that you're going to be judged on, yeah. um, and and we have to keep that in mind. Like, it, it's not this cosmic game of freeze tag. God's not sitting in heaven going, "Can I catch Josh sleeping?" Because if that's the case, yes, yes, he's going to catch you sleeping. <laughs> because I have I've slept many times throughout my life, mm-hmm. um, but but again. We we focus and yes, as as followers of Jesus, as disciples of Jesus, we mm-hmm. should have an anticipation that one day Jesus will return, right. and all of us should live with the hope that one day mm-hmm. there there will be no more pain, there will be no more sickness, no more crying, no more suffering, right. you know, no more hunger, mm-hmm. no more thirst. Like, it, and it's phenomenal, and and yes, that that should give you some kind of peace, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the same hand. Jesus didn't say all of that for us to only focus on that part. Right. It's like you didn't get saved just so you can go to heaven. Because if that was the case, you would go to heaven as soon as Jesus entered into your heart. Right. Mm-hmm. 
you know, but you got saved according to Ephesians 2.10 to, to do good works, which God prepared beforehand, right. you know, to have a new heart, to, to again, usher and, and spread the kingdom of heaven here, right? you know, cause there's still plenty of people that need to hear the gospel. There are still plenty of people that, that need the gospel to, to restore parts of their marriage, to, to restore their family to, to be parents yeah. to be spouses mm-hmm. you know so i go there there's plenty of work to do i mean jesus says the the harvest is plentiful it's the laborers that are few right you know and and instead of spending all of our time going is this it is this the end i think we just need to be going this is what god calls me to do so this is what i'm going to go out and do mm-hmm. i'm not going to be afraid i'm not going to be walking around defeated. I, I I know we fight from a place of victory. So I'm going to do what God calls me to do, you know, to quote KB, I'm going to just do it. Like, right. You know, so this week we challenge you, whatever it is, what, hang on this week, we challenge you, mm-hmm. man, this is really, my iPad is really killing this episode, <laughs> you know, cause I got the challenge written down here and is it dying? For whatever. It is dying. I'm sorry. You know, because I forgot to charge it. Oopsie. All right, here we go. So there we go with the music in now. Let's try this again. So this week, we challenge you. Stop trying to guess if all of this is it and live like this is it regardless. right. right. Do what you're supposed to be doing, loving God with all your heart, mind, body, and soul, and loving others the way you love yourself. So until next week, we love you, we thank you, and we cannot do this without your Bye support. Guys.